0: You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm the host of the podcast, and I'm joined by Greg and John. Hello, guys. Evening. Evening. All right. Good to have you back again, John.
1: Cheers. Thank you. I
0: thought it went well last week.
1: I enjoyed it. It's good being back. It seemed like. A while since I've been on, but I was good.
0: Aye, it's been a while, but I thought that you, you fitted in pretty pretty well. It's good you weren't it? as nervous as I was, anyway, back in the early days.
1: How,
2: how did they go down with the, uh, the faithful? Any feedback? Servers in Meltdown?
0: The server has been in Meltdown. Uh, Barb's <laughs> been <laughs> on to me, not Barbara, Barb, and they've been saying that the listenership is it's in the thousands, I think. Honestly. <laughs> are. Proofs in that
2: the
1: pudding,
2: a...
0: mate. See,
1: i start for you.
0: It's up there with uh, Grimmy on Radio 1, in terms of listeners. So I thought I'd start with a wee bit of positive news. For the first time, it took us 15 episodes of the podcast, I blame you Greg, but it hmm. took us 15 episodes, 15 attempts to get the charity bet in, and we've we'll managed to do it this week. John Daly came to the rescue by going first for Rangers against airdrie I was going to say Airdrie, but it's not Airdrie, it's airdrie unions So uh, I was pretty pleased with that. We Had 10 pounds on him and that returned 15 pounds.
2: Superb. So the, uh, the, the sick children of the world can sleep easy in their beds tonight, knowing that we've, uh, we've raised a grand total of 15 quid, which is going to go a long way in the fight against Bloomington. <laughs> so well, uh, we bet
0: 300,
2: like something like that. Might <laughs> buy a packet of sting plasters or something, <laughs> but no, we're off the mark. We're off the mark. We're off and running. So hopefully, this is us. Hope we broke our duck. Maybe just takes us to get the first one, first one right, and then the uh, money will start flooding in. You can
0: just imagine how excited I was when I seen John Daly score this goal to win the charity bet, but the thing is, I didn't <laughs> see him score it. I was at Ibrox, and I'd sat down in my seat, plenty of time for the half-time kick-off, and I had my Bovril, I didn't buy a pie this time, but I just had a Bovril, and the second half kicked off, and I spilled a wee bit of Bovril on my hand, so I saw get this cleaned up, so I leaned down tried to put my cup of Bovril under my seat, and then tried to wipe off the, the Bovril that was on my hand, then next minute everyone's cheering, I look up, the ball's in the net, I'm trying to work out who scored, trying to try to look for what player was the happiest, but I couldn't work it out, I had to wait until they went and almost restarted again for the announcer to come on and say who had scored, and only then I was like, yes, finally, we've <laughs> so it was a delayed celebration, and Rangers had turned on the Wi-Fi as well, which I was quite excited about. I've mentioned this, how they've got Wi-Fi. So they turned it on, everyone accessed it, and I thought, right, okay, daily scored. I'm going to go on Twitter, and I'm going to say, yes, I've got the charity bet in. Went to Twitter, didn't work. I thought, right, okay, I'll go on the forum mention it. No, nope. didn't work. So I couldn't get out to anybody, despite the Wi-Fi being turned on. I couldn't celebrate with everyone. So I had to go back to old school text. and I sent the two yous and Chris a text.
1: Yep, it's all good. I got was a text just saying, daily.
0: See, by the time I'd sent that, I'd tried two other ways of spreading the news, and they were a lot better. There was more Carrier words in those, but by then I was, getting, <laughs> I was getting a bit tired of trying, so I kept it simple. So basically the Wi-Fi is no use? Well, I looked around me, and there was people going on the, the BBC website, and there was other sites working. I think it was just me. Maybe everyone is logging on round about that time. Is it free? It's free. It is, which is good. They're still testing it now, still trialling. But it is, if it works, it's really good. I'd imagine it will be tough with the amount of numbers, though, at the, the, the ground. Aye, aye. You could be right. But I suppose there's professionals involved here, John. That, they know what they're doing. <laughs> what,
1: Prof- <laughs> professionals at Rangers?
0: What? Of course. Of course. <laughs> right, before we move on and discuss the uh, Premiership, uh, we'll pick our charity bet later, by the way, for the coming week. I wanted to mention Stephen Thompson's moustache.
1: Oh, it's classy.
0: You know, it's quite a meaty moustache. It's quite a wide one. I don't know if, if it's a wide mouth he's got or what, but it's it's like a. Was it Burt Reynolds? It's a bit like him when he was younger. It's it's a beauty. It's, it a,
2: looks... it's, like, it's a great effort, given he's only what a week or so in November. It's a good Aye. effort for a week gone.
1: I was thinking that as well. I think he's been he had a bit of growth before, because I remember doing November a, a few years back. And my task was not looking as good as that after a week. <laughs> so, fair play to the big Thompson. It's <laughs> a proper big, bushy number he's got isn't
2: it. A really nah, good one. Old school.
0: Yeah, I, I think he must have had a running start. You know how some people cheat and they get a, a beard before they <laughs> nah, get... It's, it's, it's like a
1: running start. It's not right. No. Well, if you compare it, have you seen Jamie Langfield's attempt? I'm assuming he's doing November. Cause I <laughs> the game he's against. He's a bit like a musketeer, isn't he? I don't know. I mean, I thought it looked a bit Hitler-esque, um, but <laughs> they, they came against uh, party. That's all. Last week, I thought oh, that's poor, um, but it's all
2: for charity anyway. So
0: that's all it was. Trying. Yeah, right. I've I've
2: not done it this year. Uh, Greg, what about you? No, uh, I don't. I don't suit a moustache. I've, uh, I, I did the whole grow a beard thing a wee while back and shaved just to leave the moustache and I dare you mean the kids the kids just ran for cover, so uh, I I can't risk traumatizing them like that again. James McFadden's got a top of a beard just now. He's got a, he's got a full uh, mountain man beard and uh, I think he's uh, I think he's keeping that till he scores, so he might be stuck with it for a while.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, is that what Rowan Vine did as well?
2: Think so. Uh, the, I think so. He
1: had the beard for a while. Uh, he was in the paper getting it shaved off. I remember.
0: I'm not into the big, bushy beard, no. <laughs> well, I've always got a beard. Ah, but yours isn't a big and bushy, is it? Yours is just nah. a beard.
1: The longest I've ever grown up was for three months, and I'm quite sure there was animals living in it at that point. <laughs> By the end, eventually I had to go. See, uh, Tim Howard, his,
0: his <laughs> beard is just, oh, it's ridiculous. Aye, it's got its own postcode. It's, he's got it the wrong way round. He's the bald head and the beard that should be the other way round. But anyway, I right, move on to the, the Premiership and the first game and the one I was looking forward to the most despite it not being on the telly box was Hibs against Inverness and it was really all about Butcher which has caught my interest and he was in the crowd he wasn't managing Inverness uh, they won 2-0 but I don't know if he's going to be happy about that because he's going to be stepping into the Hibs job any day now they just need to agree terms I think between the, the two clubs I think he's agreed but I Hibs were woeful getting beat 2-0
1: and butchers in the crowd thinking, what have I got myself in for? This is a bit of a long-term project. I think there's a press conference tomorrow because uh, Morris Malpass, he's agreed, agreed terms as well. So it looks like it's going to be all decided tomorrow. Yeah, it's a done uh, deal
2: for what I can understand.
1: I don't know about Marcelo, though, the the other guy. There's no mention of him. Um, and Malpass was supposedly offered the job at Inverness, but he's refused it. That's according to the BBC, so... Well, Wait and because 'Cause yeah. they've the been reporting that Butcher had the job about a week ago. So that's what yeah. I think we discussed last Monday.
2: Yeah, yeah. Did,
1: I've been a bit did, poor
2: with that. Yeah. Did you see the pictures of him um at Easter Road to see what he was wearing?
0: Oh, his aye. flat cap, he looked a bit he'd
2: like Greg. He a flat cap and a mad mad cream uh, trench coat on. He looked a bit like an inspector gadget trench coat. And a uh, an old flat catholic looked brilliant. I thought I looked at a business done. the capital with some new threads. I thought he I looked really oh, like the partner. In the money.
0: It's excellent. excellent. It's in the money now. <clears throat> that's him sorted. <laughs> I find it strange how it works in football when you've got the, the manager likes to have an assistant that he takes between clubs. Because uh, how does Malpass get involved in these negotiations? Do you know what I mean? Butcher's obviously running the show here. He's the one that's the, the target man for Hibs. So Malpass just kind of needs to accept, really, that he's going to be leaving. I know you mentioned there that he'd been offered the Inverness job, but that kind of thing does it rarely happens. They, they often move on with the manager.
2: It happened at Motherwell when Butcher left for Butcher uh, left for Sydney. Uh my pass was given the was given the Motherwell job. And uh oh my it lasted about three months, he was absolutely rotten before he was before he was hunted. So uh I think I think that's maybe been a factor in him not taking the job at Inverness. I don't think he enjoyed his spell at Motherwell. It was one of the reasons it looked as though he didn't na- he. He really wasn't comfortable being the this sort of main man, the front man. I think he prefers being the, this sort a of guy in the, um, the guy in the shadows, doing the shouting and balling on, on the pitch. But it's a right cushy number, really, isn't it? Assistant manager, it's an absolute doddle.
0: We were like, talking about
2: don't... this, uh, saying
0: how how difficult it would be to be an international manager, and an, especially an international assistant. <laughs> oh, <laughs> You're working about two or three weeks a year, uh, and that's it. Nonsense.
2: Yep. Nonsense. I don't know. I think uh, I think Butcher might live to regret his decision because I think there's so much work needing done at Hibbs that it is. I think it's going to be a two three season job, and I'm just, I'm not sure whether they've got the whether they've got the patience at Easter Road to stick by him for that length of time. I think he'll be expected to turn the, the team around this season, and I don't think that's necessarily the case because Hibs have been in a downward spiral for a good wee while yet, and doubly surprising he's, he's walking away from. Um, I won the best sides in the, in the Premier League. As far as I'm concerned, and are playing some great football just now. So there's a real, there's a real element of gamble on it for Butcher. I was kind of surprised that he, he took the job to be honest.
1: You wonder whether in January there'll be a or there'll be a clause that he's not allowed to go back in for and players. Mm, you
2: know, interesting. how you know, yeah. that
1: always seems to happen. But I'd imagine there'll be a few Inverness players probably out of contract at the end of the season because they didn't go on a, a, yeah. a one-year contract or two-year contract and. I think Billy Mackay was linked with Hibs before in the summer. Anyway, I mean, that's all, going to be an obvious target, is Mackay. I Hibs, Hibs double figures Hibs, Hibs, already.
2: Hibs need a clear out. There's, there's, uh, Fenland's went and signed all these guys for the lower Irish leagues that are just absolutely rotten. And there's, there's too many in there that are kidding on their football players and That's that's the problem, they need to clear a whole lot out before there'll be any more coming in because, well, Habs are alright money-wise I mean, they're not exactly rolling in cash either and if they've signed up players and spent most of their, their playing budget already I'd imagine he would have to ship one or two out before he could uh, bring any new faces in so, um aye, I think I think he's got a real hard, hard job in his hands here and I tell you what, there'll be one or two folk in that Hibernian dressing room quaking right about now because after the performances they've been putting in recently, I don't think Butcher will leave them in any doubt as to what, he's, uh, what his assessment of the current squad is.
0: Must be difficult for Hibbs, uh, the the payoff they would have inevitably had to give Fenlon. And then they're talking about between 100 and 150 grand to get Butcher yeah. in. That's a lot, a lot of money.
2: Yeah, and now it's, they're
0: it's... potentially going to have to splash out for faces that Butcher wants
2: in. Aye, uh, it's uh, I and mean, the crowds dwindling at Easter Road as well. It's not it's not as if it's uh, I mean hearts are going the opposite direction, they're managing the pack to pack the place out every week or so, whereas Hubs are, are just gradually gradually losing supporters every week. So I can of see the, the income stream being huge down at Easter Road, but I'd imagine there would have to have been some sort of provision given to Butcher and these he's he's um his signing discussions that he'll be able to bring in one or two players, because that squad are in there just never chronic. I wonder who got the Inverness job. Craig Levine was, uh, was the big tip, according Aye. to Bookie earlier on. All
0: oh, right. Craig, well, I've not heard that. I was uh, the Kenny Shields was uh, the name I was hearing.
2: Craig Levine is seemingly odds-on favourite now to get the job, and that's, that just came right out of left field earlier on today. Wouldn't surprise me if Levine gets it. It's an interesting job for him to take, though, after the, the high of the Scotland job. He's not get any offer? You still get any option really though, is he? Because I mean, who else is who else is going to gamble in Craig Levine just now? He did an awful spell as as national manager, an absolute disaster. And uh, I mean, Dundee United he did reasonably well, but again, nothing nothing spectacular. Before that, his managerial career was checkered at best. So uh, he's kind of he's drinking last chance, Solon as well here, around for this. If he doesn't make a a success of it at Inverness, he's out his ear. The, the problem I think he's got is I think Inverness of maybe, I think they're probably about as high as they can go. I think Butcher's got them punching above their weight consistently. Definitely. So unless Levine can keep that level, can maintain that level, then phew, everything after that just looks as though he's been a bit of a failure.
0: Yep, I think that it's going to be really difficult for them because as you say, they're punching above their weight and they have so many big clubs round about them that yep. are underperforming. Yep. And I'd say Dundee United and that, despite them humping a, a woeful mother well at the weekend. But then Aberdeen as well. Aberdeen are looking like they, they could become that second force again. Yeah.
1: yeah. Right,
0: just
1: yeah. As long as you don't have to play Hearts. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I, I we'll move on to that game, John, because Hearts hadn't won since the last time they beat you. Uh, yeah. Hearts, terrible. Are, Hearts just seem to be one of our bogey teams. I'd, I'd mentioned in the forum... I think on Friday night or something like that that we've got a dreadful record against Hearts in recent years. Um, I think at one point we'd gone something like seven or eight games without even scoring against them. Never mind getting a win against them. And to be fair though, I watched the highlights last night on Sports Scene or Sunday night. No, Sunday that oh, was last night. I and it wasn't like we played badly. We created plenty of chances. Um, t- turning point definitely was Barry Robson getting sent off. Um, and after that kind of hearts seem to use the extra man, and you know, hit us on the counter three times. Um, but I'm not, I'm not too disheartened because, as I said, by the highlights from the highlights, it looked like we played well because never took our chances. So, Why, one of those things. Still a bit of justice with McGinn miss, missing the penalty. I see missed, but I saved because definitely. that was never a penalty. Yeah. No, never had the, the one we got. I think was possibly questionable as well. Um, I see McInnes is saying. He's kind of wasn't happy about the decisions, but I think we were probably quite fortunate to get the penalty that we did. Um, the one that hit the
0: defenders back, that's the kind of defending I do, eh, Greg? I turn my back on shots.
2: Turns his back and everything. All I need to do is, all need to do is look as well, I'm shaping to hit a shot and he turns and covers away like a wee girl. I just skip past him.
0: <laughs> well, you say that, Greg. It was all okay. It was all accurate until you said you skipped past him. <laughs> 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 Even with my back turned, I still tackle you uh, <laughs> It was interesting to see Robson get booked For encroaching on the free kick I, I can't remember the last time I've seen that uh, I've seen players get booked for standing over the ball Players booked for, as the ball's about to get kicked Sticking their leg out and blocking it But I can't remember seeing a player get booked for Rushing out from the wall and hitting it so well, unless he, unless for some reason the referee thought he'd handballed it, but I don't think he did. Yeah, I, not thought th- I he don't
2: think. Fun. I don't think he was booked for that at all. I think he was booked for looking like a forty-year-old housewife. That's what he was booked for. Right <laughs> David encroaching the referees had a look at me, thought, "What's going on there?" That, that's, makes in like the a vestite. <laughs> that's in the rule book. That's in the rule book, Greg. I looked at. Nah, section four, paragraph twelve. He'd that's... come on as a sub as well, Robson. So he'd actually okay. come on.
1: Or as okay. a sub, get booked and then get the, the red card. The, the red card, I thought was, I don't know. It was a booking. It was
0: the second one was a booking. a booking. Yep. Yep. And I think it's foolish. I think he must have forgotten he was already booked. It's one of those that you see all the time. A professional fill. Aye. So, Greg, we went for Dundee United and the charity bet. Mm. And they came up trumps, but I didn't think it was going to be so emphatic.
2: I was exclusively tipped by myself uh, a week ago today. You were getting two to one in Dundee United to win that game. And to be honest, it was four going in fourteen. Um I mean we had we had three defenders out for a start, which which never really helped their cause. But even that aside, I don't think even if we had a full squad it would have made much difference because Dundee United were um they were excellent on Saturday. That's the first time I've seen them this season live. And uh, if they can if they can maintain that level of performance and do that every week, I think they'll I think they'll certainly be very good um very good chance of finishing second and maybe even, you know, depending on Celtics' results actually start pushing them for the, for the top of the league. The think probably Dundee United is they haven't got off to a great start so they're kind of already playing catch-up in one or two teams but I was just really impressed with the uh, the forward line on Saturday. Guys like Mackay-Steven and Gould that plays in the middle of the park uh, big Chief up front as well. He was he was a handful too and they took their goals well and I uh, to be fair they could have had another two or three easy after that. So we escaped, we were four nothing, to be honest. It could have been a lot worse. Gold and Suter signed new deals with United as well until two
0: thousand sixteen. Uh, so that's
2: positive for the club. Gold looks really good. Big uh, big Cummins clattered them after about ten minutes. And this one of these are thinking, Oh your beauty, that'll be him at the game now, you know, getting hiding. But no, no. But he just it, he just, he, he just ran right in the first half. Mackay Stephen as well. I mean, Mackay Stephen's been doing that for seasons now, so it's not a big surprise. But just the just the pace and the the um, like the work great and closing people down and making runs and I just I thought Dundee United were excellent on Saturday. Really, really good.
0: Greg, I got a wee insight into you as a fan there
2: mm-hmm.
0: when you said that he got clattered and you were like, oh yeah, beauty, because I can just see the the camera going to you and just seeing this fan <laughs> in, in the crowd with venom. <laughs> going, get it's right a, through <laughs>
2: it's one of the good old fashioned centre half challenges on the nippy midfield. Nippy midfielder that's a 5 foot and nothing because yeah. it's a high ball forward and goes right under it ready to control it and Big Cummins just goes right through the back of him at his shoulder by tight the and then sends him flying but no fair, fair play to the boy he just he got up and going with it again and well I get, um, I think he scored twice on Saturday, didn't he? I got a double on yep. Saturday. Ah he was, did, yeah. It was just a pain in the arse the whole game as well. So he's uh, he's a really, really good player. But I had I I I'm really impressed with Dundee United. That's they're by far the, the best team I've seen up there for um certainly this season and, and you know, maybe even last season as well. Really good.
1: I think McCall that's... was saying that as well. It was the best performance he'd mm-hmm.
2: seen mm-hmm.
1: uh since yeah, he's taken over that? by an away
2: team, which is high praise. Aye, no. I mean, <clears throat> even if we, I think I say, even if we had, had a full squad out there on Saturday, I don't think we would have. Um, we certainly wouldn't have won the game. Whether we'd get beat for nothing, I'm not so sure. But it'd uh, be very little in the way of attack football. And what we did have was was dealt with pretty simply by uh, by the United defence. And as I say, every time they get the ball and broke, your your heart was in your mouth because you looked as though they were going to score uh, time and time again. So I no. Like I said last week, I wasn't expecting a win, but. I wasn't really expecting such an emphatic uh, defeat as that one. To be honest, Gold.
1: I seen Gold as well. He's in the under-21 squad for under-21 for Scotland as well. So Aye.
2: He's only 17. Yeah, I'm not surprised. He's, he's one of these guys that you go and watch him, and he's like a standout player. He's a guy you notice all the time on the ball. Just loads of confidence, loads of skill, loads of pace. Brilliant. There's a wee bit on
0: the BBC site by Rob McLean, uh, just talking about the the scout. Dundee United. It's it's not a very long piece, but it's it's worth a wee read if you want to. It's, it's really McLean saying, look, uh, congratulations to uh, Alex Robertson for finding all this talent uh, because he's done well over the, the years at United. They've got a, a bit of a history of bringing through youngsters, young pups cool. and selling them on as well. And really, that's what clubs have to do nowadays, especially United, who are really almost crippled by debt they're, they're having to bring through these young pups before anyone else sees them and hopefully
2: get a few good seasons out of them before they're moving on for a profit that's the thing on saturday as well even even though they're bringing these guys off substituting they were bringing on guys like Goodwillie and uh and gomez and, and guys that they would probably walk into most sbl sides so i think with united now is they've kind of got that that wee bit of depth in their squad that a lot of teams, especially like Motherwell, are lacking at the moment. They can call on one or two decent players and bring them in off the bench to augment what they've got in the first team. So, aye, I was looking at the McBookie site earlier on and you can get 351 in Dundee United to win the league. So, I've just stuck a quid in it, just in the off-chance Celtic collapse. I speak to Dundee three United 351, that's unbelievable. Do you think All that's right. unbelievable? Odds. Well, I
0: think it's fairly accurate because they're not going to win the league.
2: Whoa, that's a bold statement. Right, right, all
0: right then. I'll I'll not give you 350 to one, but I'll happily bet you one (laughs) pound. You give me a
2: competitive evens bet on that.
1: That'll Um, be your biggest bet this season, Craig. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Craig, are you taking me up on that? I'll
2: take that, I'll take it every day of the week. Right, okay,
0: a pound, right. So I'm saying that Dundee United won't win the league.
2: Do you I'm, think I'm uh, going to
0: spend this pound now? I'm
2: going to put my money where my mouth is because I, I, I was so impressed with them on Saturday. It's all on Celtic. If Celtic go on a wee shaky run. As we've seen a couple of times this season, you know, far from convincing. Who knows? Maybe this is the season somebody pushes them. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I can't uh, see it. will
1: certainly be one of the teams charging for second place, I think. that. The, the the teams just nailed it up second third fourth fifth and sixth I think are the ones that second place will be between. I, th- I, th- I so think we're
0: definitely. St. I Johnson think... Aberdeen. I don't know about Inverness now that Butcher's left.
2: I tell you right now, Dundee United will finish second in the league.
0: I'm not going to put that a bet on that. That's take
2: that to the bank.
0: That was it was like taking taking money off you for the. that <laughs> was out of an analogy there. But candy, I
2: candy for a baby's analogy
0: you're looking for. Something like that, yes. Aye, candy aye. or sweets, because we don't live in America. Like <laughs> <laughs> or taking sweeties for our babies, maybe something else.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the soccer podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's it. I'd right, mention the St. Mirren game, and specifically good ones. Save. Not very strong arm, but I thought it was a good save
2: nonetheless. I didn't think it was as clear-cut as everybody's making it. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I, I don't think he's... I, just, his, arm, his arm's just there, do you know what I mean?
1: Maybe uh, flicked
2: yeah. it out a wee bit. A wee but bit. you're not telling me he stretched his arm out and saved it. Come on, I've, I've seen them being waved away. No, definite penalty for me,
1: Greg. I think
2: you're being harsh on the boy.
1: <laughs> he knew it, he knew it one thing I never realised and before watching Sports game last night was that uh, Marion Keller were sign for him. I missed that one. Yeah, it's a,
2: a couple of weeks ago, I, I think.
1: I missed that completely. His first game they got humped. Was it 3-4-0?
0: Something like that. It was a
2: pretty bad defeat. I was it not Dundee that rattled four
0: past them? Aye, but aye, that, was, that was his first game that he played. But it was a good signing. We mentioned it on the podcast. Uh, Greg and I, I think both agreed it was a good signing for them. And, Wilson well, St are Starting to look like a team. Ah they were a favourite for for going down with, with many, or to, a favourite to challenge Hearts to go down. But now they seem to be getting a wee bit of breathing space. It's
2: amazing the it difference. Nice. It's amazing Man. the difference a month makes, is not it? Because Daniel Eadie was on the verge of getting his a about four weeks ago, and now three wins win out against, of four,
0: something like that.
2: So good win against Hearts, and a couple of good wins mm-hmm. in the road as well, and it's certainly looking a whole lot better for St than it was a month or so ago. So. Uh, it just shows you don't want to be too quick to to judge these teams at a stage in the season.
0: Two wins and uh, potentially pushing for top six.
2: Yep. Uh, yep.
0: They're sitting really nice. And then you're looking around them and Kilmarnock are, are getting drawn into the the battle with Hearts. There's still fifteen points at a gap, which is still a mountain to climb for Hearts. But they're looking most likely at the moment. Aye. I think the Johnson now he needs time. Uh, I wouldn't sack him yet, they were talking about sports sound, they were talking about getting rid of him, and I thought, no, 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 chill out no. here guys, he's, he's proved that he can he can do the business, maybe not the yeah. top tier, but he's proved he can do the business, so give him some more time,
2: he's got some breathing space there. I mean, Barnard dis- barna disaster they ain't going to get in, Hearts are going to get in, by the looks of it, so he'll get at least this season to try and... Um try and put his, his mark in that squad but like you, I yeah, think you've got to give this guy a couple of seasons anyway to see what he can do yep. I think the big problem though at Kilmarnock is that a lot of supporters never
1: wanted Shields to go and yes. Johnston has kind of gone completely in kind a of different direction from what Shields was doing but in terms of Shields was obviously bringing through the youngsters playing them whereas you look at the team Kilmarnock are putting out now and it's, it's an experienced side They they kind of, the, the youngsters all seem to be on the bench at the moment so if yeah. the fan if the fans start and get I mean the fans already are wanting Johnston out, like as in the chairman. Mm-hmm. Um so if the results continue as it is, it it might not be good
2: for Alan Johnston. Uh you might you might find like you're saying, John, he gets the backlash of what's sort of going on before him. It's a wee bit unfair that he's kinda of walked into that situation because I think uh, I think in normal circumstances commander fans would be more Likely given the benefit of the doubt, but given that he's come in and been the guy that's replaced somebody that was really popular amongst the supporters, and given the ongoing problems with the, with the board that command like he might just be he might just be a bit of cannon fodder in the whole thing, which would be a shame. Because again, he's he's proved in the past he's a decent manager, albeit at a lower level. But it would, it would be good to see these guys get a decent run. I a club, maybe two, or three seasons, just to get their, find their feet and see what they can do in the in the in the higher division. But sometimes we're just football fans aren't nice as patient as that. Yep, and St. Johnson got the the big one there against Kilmarnock.
0: and St. Johnson have got the the best start to a season for almost 40
2: years. Yeah, I mean I can't believe we never we never took St. Johnson in the bet. What were we thinking of by either taking St Johnston or taking Inverness in that bet last week? They well, who was it that on?
0: picked East Sterling? It was somebody on the forum, wasn't somebody it? Somebody on
2: the forum picked that and, and sank the bet because otherwise, if it had gone for somebody like St Johnston, that would probably been even money there or thereabouts. That, that bet would have romped in. I know,
0: I know. I, I'm going to have to find out who it was on the yeah, forum that them. went for East Sterling. <laughs> Pun- punish them. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of punishment have you got in mind, Greg?
2: some lines, send them some lines to do and they type it out 50 times and send it back.
0: No, that's if they're good, they get lines. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, the Ross County Celtic game and I wanted to mention the the poppy farce. I don't want to go into it too much because I I, I don't really I think it's a bit tedious to actually discuss whether, oh, should they wear a poppy, should they not? Should they have a minute's silence, should they not? But I just wanted to mention how farcical it was at Ross County, nobody at Ross County knew what time of year it was. Nobody thought should we have a one-minute silence? It's I just it's, can't
2: believe it. It's not. It's no farcical. It's just um, Ross County committing telling barefaced lies. Do you That's think what so? It is because there's absolutely no way in this planet. Put it in this perspective. If I was going up to the game on Saturday. I was taking the boy up to the game on Saturday, and I knew. I didn't know what Mother was doing then. But I said. I said to him before the game. I said, "Oh." Probably be a minute silence before the game, because it's a Saturday before Remembrance Day, mm-hmm. so they usually have something. Every club has something this Saturday before Remembrance Day. So I said, you know, keep your mouth shut when the minute silence is on. You're telling me there's nobody at Ross County that even crossed their mind that there might be a minute silence? See, that's crap they're coming at me saying, oh, it was, um, it's a change, it's somebody else, it's a change of staff, and that's how it never got organised.
0: It's as utter, if there's only one thinker there, isn't it? Utter,
2: Rubbish and all this nonsense about saying, "Oh well, we didn't event planned." Do you know what you do? You go and say to the referee, "Look, any chance you can blow for a minute silence before the game?" And you say to the boy in the tannoy, "Look, any minute, any chance you can announce that before the game?" Utter, utter lies coming out and saying that nobody thought about it or it was an oversight or anything else. And I don't know why they did it, but I don't, I don't believe Ross County for a second. No, I, I saw no.
1: last night, last night in sports that only seemed to be Aberdeen and. Was it yourselves, Motherwell?
2: Motherwell, yeah. had the
1: silence. I don't think any other team in the top division had
2: one. That... I, I don't think Hibs did. I don't I guess,
1: think Hibs
0: did. It was only two in the top flight. Uh, Rangers had one. Uh, Rangers had one that was... They, they came on the tannoy and said that there's going to be a, a loud noise to signal the start of the minute's silence. And it was a cannon that went off, and like an artillery cannon. And I'm telling you, everybody jumped. <laughs> the way... <laughs> The way it echoed round the stadium, it was pretty loud. Despite being warned
2: it was going to be loud, just expect like a like a big pop and when the to come at the end of the cannon, with boom. Oh, that was I thought it was going to be like a gun. I <laughs> didn't
0: think it was going to be like that. It was like an explosion. There was a guy behind me saying, "It's pointing right at us." <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's pointing right at us. <laughs> Who did you think was going to think someone was going to get
2: get you? Uh, it was a bit of worry, especially when it went off. It was so loud. It's game over. Aye, but Ross County. I don't. I don't know why they didn't decide to have a, a, a silence. I don't really care why they didn't decide to have a silence. But coming out with that nonsense, I'm sorry. That's. I don't. I don't. I don't believe it for a second. Uh, so it was Celtic stepped up their
0: game. Uh, Van Dijk started to get the goals. Two goals. Uh, looks a really good player. I like. I like a defender that that wants to play football. And he seems to be the type of guy that just goes a wander sometimes. The amount of times I see him at the edge of the box. Uh, he scored was it two headers this time, which is fairly standard for a centre-half. That's nothing special. But it's the fact he likes to come out for the centre-half center position and go and try and join in attacks. And Definitely. see when he gets put up front as well at the end of games. He's like a magnet. He's a bit like... Uh, John Daly or Gary Kenneth uh, Dundee United that you just ping a ball and he's going to be the one that headers it. Doesn't matter who's in there with him, he's going to header it, and that's a brilliant talent to have, brilliant guy to have in the team, especially when you're chasing a game. You get the long throws, maybe for Adam Matthews or something, or the the corners coming in, and he'll win it. With Van Dyke, he's not really sure where he's putting the ball, apart from his goals. He likes to get ahead, but he's not. He's not trained as a striker to knock it down for somebody, but at the very least, he's he's winning the headers.
1: I think he deserves a lot of credit in terms of the age that he has that he's come in this year. Previous season, Celtic have been kind of criticised for their defensive performances, whereas we've not heard as much of that this season. Um, he seems to have been a kind of steady influence in Ambrose as well. It seems like the Celtic are looking a bit a, a lot stronger defensively this season as well. I agree, I agree. You compare him with Ambrose, and Ambrose likes to
0: go and do silly things, like take players on, but he does it when he's the last man. He did, To me, he goes a wonder when he shouldn't do it, whereas Van Dyke seems to be a bit more canny with it, a bit more sensible, and he's a, he's a young guy. He you could kind of let him away with being silly, but he isn't.
2: Yeah, he, he could go and become one of these occult figures at Parkhead. I think he's got that sort of a, ability to do that, and I agree with you, I like the fact that he gets himself forward and goes for a run he'll go for corners as well and he'll take the ball for a wee jog, I like seeing that with a, with a, with a defender as well, you know there's nothing better than watching a centre half marauding forward by a try to keep it under control before blasting a shot over a stand at the back it's, uh, it's definitely worth watching, but he's, he's going to chip in the goals this season, it's again, it's another example of one of these guys that Celtic signed from pretty much nowhere who you just know are are going to do really well in the SPL. He's he's the type of guy that's got all the attributes he needs um, to be a decent defender and chip in these goals as well. So he's another one that potentially, if he keeps doing that for a couple of seasons, Celtic will be able to move him on for a bit of cash as well. If he
0: gets uh, into the national side, which I yeah. think that there's a good chance of that. I think he was watched in the Champions League. I think he's uh, featured for them in the under-21 level, so I think there could be a chance of that. And then the second that happens... That's him on the, the world stage, and somebody will come in for him. Because modern football doesn't really want a, a big lumbering centre-half that just hoofs it away. Like, they don't want a player like me who cannae play football and just kicks it out of the park. They want somebody <laughs> who can play and pass.
2: and A footballer, basically. <laughs> and, uh, he's, he's a great name in the bargain as well, so he's, he's one of these guys that will make it, just purely because he's got a good name. <laughs> well, Virgil... Well, I was. No, I was, it's one of these proper footballing names, you know. It's like when, we, when Motherwell signed um, Roberto Martinez years ago, we only signed him because he was, his name was Roberto Martinez. Had his name been Rob Martin, he would not get a game. He sounded the part, he was, he was absolutely rotten, but he just looked and sounded the part. Roberto Martinez, brilliant. Virgil reminds me of the wrestler for the. That's NBA. how, was, that's how, that's how before, I was thinking off. It's before my time. I'm a big daddy, giant haystacks man. You're kidding me on. No, that's what, that's older than, that's older than Virgil. That's End of oh, the Pierce stuff. Virgil? Saturday
1: Saturday lunchtime wrestling. Virgil used to wrestle with a million uh was it, Ted DiPiase. And a member. million
0: dollar man. Oh hi. He was he's a good wrestler. You're, you're oh. talking
2: double dutch to me.
0: You're kidding me on, Greg. I I'm know a, you're a, a lot older than us, but I thought you would.
2: I'm a, I'm a giant haystacks, big daddy, kendo kendo Nagasaki man. Oh, come on, Virgil, he was <laughs> back in the day. Nah yeah, man Way, before, way after my time.
0: Oh, I've, I've got a picture of him here. He's got a some kind of bow tie on, a, <laughs> a, a waistcoat <laughs> and a sleeveless shirt. <laughs> right, it sounds like a, you the night out. I
1: think <laughs> Craig just had... Craig, how, it's funny how Craig had that picture readily available. That was a bit I too quick. That. That, yeah, I, did, I, did, I did. The secret collection.
0: I'm going to put that on the forum on the, the podcast thread. That's worth it. Some guy, look at the guns <laughs> on that. <laughs> <laughs> right, enough. Enough... WWF chat <laughs> Aye, so Celtic managed to win which was a, a bit of a, a surprise I thought, considering that they, they just came off the back of the, the game against Ajax, which I thought that they looked really knackered I thought that they were struggling near the end although there was somebody in the forum disagreed with me Johnny Rob maybe, uh, but I just thought they looked knackered in that game near the end and I think it was inevitable really the the result, I think Ajax was such a well, good football inside I, I think that I, I like how they pass. I like I, I like a team that, that just it is passes. so... A, a team that passes. I said, John, I think I could be quite simplistic when I'm a manager, when I become a manager one day. I could just say the team, look, I want you to pass. I want my yeah. centre-halves to be footballers. <laughs> and and, a, and I
1: like, a man. Say it. Aye, and I like, like a man say... that can control a ball in his chest. That's what <laughs> you like as well. <laughs> That's it,
0: yeah, yeah. But I... Uh, I I thought that they were they were just outplayed by Ajax
2: actually Celtic were a bit disappointed midweek, full well from I didn't see the light like game live, but I saw the highlights and whatnot. And I think Ajax played probably played as well as they can play. Uh and Celtic were off the pace and if that happens then yeah, there's certainly like going to be one outcome and it's, it's it's a shame they didn't put up a bit more of a, a bit more a fight to be because I think they had a decent crowd over there as well and I'm sure they would have been getting right behind the team too. So it's a bit of a pity the, the, the team never really showed up in the night. And it's kind of looking like that Champions League campaign might just peter out a wee bit. But I mean, they're, they're still in there with half a chance, but I think they've got a, got a mountain to climb now to do, to do that group.
0: They don't have the quality in the side to allow players like Samaras and Forrest to not perform at their best. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 what they need. Forest is a bit hot and cold for me. But Samaras was the guy I was talking him up prior to the game. For me he is Celtic in Europe especially away from home and he just he just didn't turn up. I don't know don't know what the problem was.
2: Nah he's, he's Forrest. Oh, aye Forest was how long but Samaras is that he's that crucial out ball in Europe. He's he's if you put him up that left wing and get the ball to him, he takes the pressure off midfield and defence very well as well, which you need European football and you need it against a side that are going to pass the ball about like Ajax can do as well so if he's not retaining that ball and taking it for a run then he just finds himself under pressure for, for most of the 90 minutes and I, I mean Forrest that chance he had where he was, where he was running through and you know, all he's got to do is really square it and just made a howling mess of that I think that's some summed, summed Forrest night up front, to be honest
0: Do you know he seemed to run out of ideas and mm. for somebody like that who will do that many times in training many times in a game he, yeah, especially in the Premiership when they're dominating, he should know what to do. See, somebody at our level, we get confused in that situation, we don't really know what to do and we end up doing nothing. But not, not for him. That should be aye. second nature. He shouldn't even think about it, it should just aye. happen.
2: Yeah, right, it's almost like he was caught in two minds a wee bit, which is surprising in that situation, because there's only one thing you need to do and that's slip it through. Mm-hmm. Slip it in the middle and it's a, it's a really good chance, but aye. So I guess it might be an opportunity to miss for Celtic because... Um, as I say, it's leaving them a bit of a, a, bit of a mountain to climb now.
0: Yep, and a wee bit of trouble as well. The the night before and on the night, and well, I don't know what to make of it all, but I think that some people need to stop saying that it was a uh, provocation. I think they need to see that there's blame on both sides. Uh, from what I've seen, I've seen police brutality, I think I'll describe it like that, and I've also seen some idiots, from, uh, yeah. Celtic fans, attacking a tram. So I don't think yeah. that either side can turn around and say that they're blameless.
2: No, I, in all these situations, there's definitely there's definitely been fault on both sides. And um, I mean, I saw the pictures as well after it and the pictures of the square, and it's just a wash with empty bags of cans and bottles and drink. And you just, you know, I don't I don't care who you are. If there's that much drink been taken before a game with a, uh, typically that volume of young working class guys, there's, there's, there's going to inevitably be one or two idiots in there. And all it takes is one or two idiots to chuck a bottle at the police and that's just giving the police the green light to, to do what they like. And then there's, there's people retaliating and there's people being, I think there's still two or three of them uh, being remanded in custody. And it's just, the whole thing's just a bit depressing, really, because I mean, you would have hoped in this day and age, the whole, that whole sort of thing had died a died death a wee bit, but... Rather depressingly, again, just watching these pictures other night, it just looked like a, it just looked like a pretty nasty situation on both sides, and I'm sure Celtic would have been, would have been a wee bit distraught at what went on, but I, mean, there is there's a wee bit too much of this, you know, heavy-handed police, wasn't their fault sort of stuff going on, so.
0: Aye, bit I think of a shame. That we need to accept that there's a problem. Not only then can we deal with it, rather than right now. What I see is, is too many people saying, no, oh, no, no, we did nothing, and. This isn't yeah. just something aimed at Celtic fans, it happens all over the that, that clubs, yeah. ah, it's not, nothing to do with us, it's, it's somebody <sighs> else to blame and they just need to accept it and deal with it.
2: I think as well the, the Celtic fans have maybe been a wee bit naive in that sometimes when Celtic go to grounds in Scotland, there's such a, there's such a high volume of support there that they generally outnumber most of the home fans, and there's generally more of them than the police or the local fans around there, so they kind of get away with sort of pretty, a pretty light hand in terms of policing, because all the police want to do is get them in the ground, get them out, and get them home again. But if you go to somewhere, like Amsterdam, who have got a, a police force who are experienced in dealing with football crowds, and especially elements of football crowds which are there for the wrong reasons, then I think you tend to find they'll take a sort of harder line approach than the way a lot of the Celtic fans are used to in this country. So stuff they would have got away with in Scotland, I think you find that the police in these places just don't take any of your nonsense. And and there seem to
0: be that they go for over there, they seem to be if there's any hint of violence that they'll, they'll retaliate.
2: Yeah. yeah, definitely. Whereas in this country, I mean, the police are kinda of told not to do that unless it's extreme circumstances. But looking at the pictures that came back the other night, I mean there was police getting absolutely leather- leathered into Celtic fans, which you wouldn't have seen in this country. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's undercover police as well, which makes it look kinda of ten times worse than, than it is. But um I the whole thing's just a wee bit a wee bit sad, a wee bit depressing.
0: Yep. So I think that's has done the the Premiership games. I think that's has done all six of them. And then we will move on to the lower leagues. I mentioned I was at the the Rangers game. It's two 0 against the Adrianians. and it, there's nothing really much to say about the game because Rangers were poor. The first half there were there was some quiet boos at half time because mm. Rangers just weren't good enough. I lost count of the number of times Ian Black was on his arse after he slips over. It just wasn't good enough. The second half a bit better. Rangers won two 0 Maybe folk will look at that thinking, "Oh, a good victory," but no. Wasn't happy with that. Three points, three points, but I expect more against a team that will have bottom of the league.
2: What's what's the atmosphere like at Ibrox in games like that? Because I mean, let's let's face it, Rangers are going to win that league as well. It's a wee bit like Celtic, and there's an inevitability about it. I mean, is it just is there any is there any hint of an atmosphere there? Is it just people turning up and expecting to see them winning three, four, five, nothing?
0: In the first half, especially, there was a, a loud, a loud. Uh, can't think how to describe it like a like a chattering, like uh, just just people mm. talking amongst themselves in the first half because frankly it was boring. Yeah, there wasn't much yeah. happening. The second half got a wee bit better, and once we scored and scored the second, then it gets the, the atmosphere gets built up. But until that happens, a lot of fans I think are getting a bit tired of it. Yeah, we're playing against teams. that, No disrespect to your but they're not. They don't have a team full of players that we want to be watching. We, well, no. we, I want to be watching Premiership players. I want to be going in and saying, you had uh, Dundee United visit you. I want to be seeing Gold, Mackay, Stephen, Gomez playing. I want to see names that I know and I know our talent. And yet I'm seeing Arjunians that, to be honest, I didn't know any of their players, which is maybe wrong of me, but I didn't no, know any no, of their I thought... players. I wasn't looking forward to seeing any of their
2: players. I think it's a fair point. I think it must I think that must have a knock on effect to the players as well. The fact that they're out there another than front of crowds of I don't know how many was there 30,000, 20,000. thirty thousand, twenty thousand? Big big crowds.
0: Hey, um, I think it would have been closer to forty, I thought. I would have thought. That's,
2: that's what I mean. I mean that's a big crowd you're playing in front of. But there's no really any there's no really any atmosphere as such because you're playing against a side you not expected to horse in a league that you're expected to romp and it must be kinda of difficult for players as well to kinda of, kinda of get that extra ten percent out of themselves. That's a wee bit of dig and that wee bit of passion that you need sometimes to go in and put a performance in. It's kinda of, I suppose the, the concerning thing is it just turns into like a training match almost.
0: Yep. One guy that stood out for me was uh, Nicky Law. Really good. He played a bit more central, which I, I really liked from him. He just he's a, he's a class above everyone else. And the side, just as touch is superb. Aye. He's really sometimes
2: too good for the players around him. Aye, that, that game, that game, suit him down to a T, because he's playing on a really nice surface, a great big pitch against low league opposition. So it, it matches his complete lack of ambition that he shows. He'll be his element with that sort of set-up and Nicola being well, the star, star man playing against that side of Plumbers. I, I, right think, I think you
0: know I'll disagree that he lacks <laughs> ambition by playing <laughs> Avengers. Rangers. I think that's an
2: old ground. To...
0: We don't want to bore people with
2: At least he's shaved all that daft hair of his off. He was right about last year where it looked like a Pat Nevin-esque monk's haircut because he was going bald in the top. That wee sort of bald patch right in the top. At least he shaved that hair off now. Oh, I don't like it. He's got a funny shaped head. He's, <laughs> he's got not hand <laughs> yeah.
0: And going back to WWF, Stone Cold Steve Austin, he's got a good shape head <laughs> for shaving
2: shaving it off. Nicky Law looks like he polishes his head with something. It's a Mr. Sheen on it. has got a right, right shiny out of that head. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think he uses conditioner? Do you think that's what it is? I don't know. He uses Brasso or something. A bit of polishing that for the game. A bit of Mr. Sheen. Right, so that's that's the the
0: bold head. That's update. the lower leagues. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's the lower leagues updated. Queens Park managed to get a point. I suppose that's a, a surprise.
2: Aye, <laughs> turning it around a wee bit. Of Queens Park. Aye, eh? still might be too a little, too late for them. But start to pick up points.
0: Well,
2: aye, aye, they've got seven points now.
0: Yeah, and Easterland are still top of the uh, League Two, despite drawing the, two each. What
2: about
0: the first start? division? Are we on about the first. Are we on about. Oh, Champions. Sorry, but what
2: about the championship who's the
0: winning that championship aye you need to get it right Hamilton still sitting Hamilton still top they beat Queen of the South Good. I'm sure we had Hamilton in the charity bet and they let us down aye the week before in the Scottish Cup
2: aye Johnny Robb said we should bet them last week and we said no no chance yeah. no doing aye. that again
1: I said no you've got to be,
2: got to be mad <laughs> what's meant that
0: aye so aye, they're
1: still top I think it's a top of the table class in the championship this weekend as well Hamilton against Dundee, so that could be the, the big game this weekend. Well, on this weekend, the, uh, Dundee-Falkirk? Oh, is it Dundee-Falkirk?
2: Been stiff and glue again, John. It's counting Beath Hamilton. Aye, I was following a seat there, to be honest, listening <laughs> to <with> you. <laughs> better you. Uh, as as the top of the table clash, I don't know what's happened ah, to the table.
1: It's the week after. It's the week after. The week after Hamilton against Dundee. Well, at
0: least Prem, you've done your homework for that one. Aye, so. I know. I'm fairly sure. <laughs>
2: Put your look on the bun next week to make that prediction. <laughs> <laughs> That's you bombed,
0: right? Aye. Oh, right, League One, I need to remind everybody who's sitting top, a plus 41 goal difference.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, heroes. What What a great performance. Heroes.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> and I've already said Easterland's top of the th- I almost said third division there, Greg.
1: Damn it.
2: Almost said it.
1: I I've been trying to like find some inspiration for the charity bet this week for a goal scorer, but I can't see anything just now.
2: I've
0: oh, been
1: it? It. Aye, and I've right. been trying
0: to study it and look and uh... really good at that. He's actually he's listening via Ustream Bill, well, he was earlier, but he said he's getting annoyed with the adverts. He was really good with the stats. He he came out with this this player scored first thirty three times in his career. He's scored first three times when he's played as number nine.
1: I've got I Aye, one possibility. One Aye, possibility. Right. Go for which it. Could uh, is it Alan Russell for Queen of the South? They are playing bottom of the table, Morton, and he scored seven goals this season. Start, so mm-hmm. but then, then Queen of the South are in eighth place, but they're at home. That, that could be a possibility. What are you thinking about that, Greg?
2: i I listen. My picks have been horrendous this season, so I'm happy to go with whatever logic. John applies to this, because it's, it can only be better than what you and I have suggested over the last fifteen weeks.
0: And then we'll go back to John Daly when we yeah when back to John. Are Yep. Right, but we'll go Russell because Laurie mentioned Russell when he was on. Right. So Russell can decide to score first against
1: Morton. Morton.
0: Right. Okay. So that's ten pound courtesy of McBookie. Put that on. Russell to score first, and I don't have the odds right now, but I will get the odds later in the week and I'll mention on the forum and I'll tweet it McBookie kindly give us another £10 bet to put on uh, a double and we'll see what we can do with that it's international break so we only have games in the Championship League 1 and League 2 minus Rangers so we need to see what we can do here Uh, oh we also have St Mirren against Ross County they play on Sunday that's their rearranged game
2: I think Aye, that's, aye, that must when be a bit one that's the rained off, eh? aye. aye. When's the, um, when's the other uh, Ross County game, rearranged game? The this game, has that been? I'm not sure i The one with floodlights?
1: Yeah, I've not seen it. not seen it mentioned. I've not seen anything either. I'm just trying to have a wee look and see if I can find anything.
2: I wonder if they'll reschedule that for a TV because it was... it was a TV game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they should get it as a freebie or not. I'm not sure right.
1: how the
0: TV deal works. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I can't see anything just now. There's nothing arranged before the end of the year anyway. Right. Right, I've got a match for us.
0: Stirling Albion at home. The Queen's Park. Stirling Albion are third place, 17 points. And Queen's Park are bottom, as I mentioned, every single week. 8-11 for Stirling Albion. What I can do is just throw that throw that name into the, the hat and we'll see, we'll see if there's anything
1: else jumping out. What about... Um, air maybe away to Breakin Or Dunfermline, away to Airdrie, Airdurians,
2: even Hamilton, away to Cowdenbeast Well,
0: oh, you know go, go Rewinding back a bit, Dunfermline Away to
1: Airdrie, Airdurians Just to the fact yeah, that Airdurians can... Are bottom of the table And
2: Dunfermline are a, a decent side I,
1: uh, I'm just trying to see what Dunfermline's Away forms like,
2: but just... Why don't we go Dunfermline What was the team you mentioned, Craig? Sterling Albion Stirling Albion, Hamilton, and Ayr. Oh, what? (laughs) Tenner on it. I'm telling you, we've broke our duck with this John Daly thing, right? So uh, we're going to start rolling these bets in, so we need to start ramping up the odds a wee bit. He's going for these short odds that we've been doing because we've been chickening it the last few weeks. We've had nothing up for that either. I start casting the net out. Fourfold, tenner on it.
0: Right, Still, an Albion eight to eleven, Dunfermline eleven to ten, Hamilton seven to ten, Air United nine five. Ten pound mm-hmm. on that, courtesy of McBookie. Returns one hundred and seventy-two pounds sixty-six pence. Is that
1: what we're going for then? Aye, we'll go for that. I like,
0: think we will show fifteen f- pound f- on Aye. the board. Come on. See the
2: this, see this strategy going for a double short or doubles. We've had nothing out of that as well. And even if they'd, they'd been coming up, it was twenty quid here and there. When they start going big. 'Cause all we need is one or two of these big bets to come in, and we'll be a laughed <laughs> on the way to the bank. Chris isn't happy about us going
0: for Dunfermline. <laughs> <laughs> he, <what's> he? <laughs> he says that they scupper the bet every time, and the D A F C Chris and the forum won't be happy because he reckons we're a jinx.
2: First <laughs> spell where we picked them quite often. Uh, have, I think they have put the bet down a couple of times in the past, but hey, right, let's we're going with. for it anyway. 172 yep, a hundred and seventy-two
0: pound. Right. Chris, shouldn't it be so negative about the, the charity bet?
2: Come on, you've got to think of the children. You're just... Aye. £172. Think of the celebration Saturday, quarter to five, if that comes in. Do you want to be firing up your text left, right and centre if that one lands? Oh, I know, I know. i will be giddy. I think I'd open a can of
1: tenants to celebrate.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, right, a it's
1: a International Week. Sorry, what did you say, John? Briefly mention the Scottish Cup matches that were on. Oh, I I Scottish Cup, I hear you were at one yeah. of the games. Yeah, I was at the replay, the Talbot replay. Uh, I could have discussed last week that the chance had maybe gone after the, the injury time equaliser at Stranor, but again, kind of cracking cup tie on Saturday, kind of a decent-sized crowd as well. I think there was maybe about 1,500, which is really good for a,
2: yeah, a, a junior, a
1: junior ground. Um, it was like almost like the opposite of last week. Um, Stranor went a goal ahead after five minutes through Jamie Longworth and then they scored a second after half an hour, which was pretty much the same time as that we scored last week. Um, but first half, we kind of created chances. It was one of those days where you just you had a feeling that it wasn't going to happen because we had two cleared off the line. Keeper made a couple of smashing saves top corner. We had a kind of open header as well. Um, couldn't get a goal before the half time. But then second half, managed to get back into it. Uh, James Latter scored. Um that took us to two one down and then Gormley got us back to two all and at that point it looked like we were the team that was gonna win it. Um had a great chance to maybe go three two ahead but wasn't to be and then Sickner they scored again towards the end of the match and, and went through. But I one of those one of those kind of games Who? you thought, well maybe when we got back to two all you thought it was only the one team that hit it and then
2: the the sucker punch again. Who would you have got in the next round? Clyde. Hmm it's, Which, hardly a, it's hardly a mouthwatering one. It's not, I, it's, it's not a biggie. It's one of
1: those ones you've maybe, maybe had a chance again. I got a chance to get into the next one again. I, so, but, did you have would, a pie, John? Tell us. the pie pie cube was massive. I didn't have a pie. I, <laughs> uh, I'm not a, I'm not one for pies, though, really. Unless it's a steak pie. Um, I'm not much, much one for a pie.
2: Posh oh. boy here. He's never one unless it's a steak pie. What? Aye, Aye, there's
1: room for a steak
0: pie, don't worry Greg.
2: These here boys with their expensive tastes.
0: Make a nice pie. As long as he he has a pie, because this is the the unofficial pie podcast. I was hearing Chris was telling me some concerning news that Derek Ray's trying to muscle in on my pie banter. (laughs) I'm not too happy but I wasn't watching the the Ross County Celtic game because I was on my way to Ibrox, but he seemed to suggest that Derek was talking about pies. That's the SFF podcast, the Pie podcast. Right.
2: We've, we've copyrighted that, that back. I can't use that. I'm going to have to have a word with him. Although, we need to keep in with Derek there, because a couple of seasons time, he'll be getting his free tickets for the Champions League games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're right, Greg. Uh-huh. You're right, because uh-huh. he, he managed to get that free day at BT Sport for you. That's right. He organised that
2: just, just for me, but there was nothing on, funnily enough. <laughs> no.
0: But uh, he could get us free tickets for the finals, Easy. at least. Easy. I'm not asking for every game, just the final. <laughs> just the final, aye. I'll have a word, see what you can say. And when I have a word, I'll say to him, look, just cut back on the pie, Bantari. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I Let to send the boys round. Let need send Laurie yeah. round.
0: Although I didn't have a pie at the weekend there,
1: so I kind of let everyone down. Did you I have a pie, like- Greg?
2: No, I don't. I I, I I never have a pie up there.
1: Oh, come on, you're slagging me off for not having a pie, and then you didn't have a
2: pie. I, I just couldn't, um, I can't part with the cash for the pies up there. I think it's the biggest rip-off in the history of rip-offs.
1: Right, uh, John, much
2: price p- to How much is a pie? How much is a pie, It
1: yeah, for
2: I think pie? I think a pie is one ninety maybe. That's value for money. What, value you get the pastry and the filling for that? I can go to can the pictures and get four pies for one ninety. Aye up there to pay another £1.50 for the idiots to heat it up. And the thing is, the, the thing at Motherwell is, oh, the catering's outsourced up there anyway, so the club's see next to nothing of the catering for these idiots, so I refuse to give them my cash.
0: Right, John, I'll tell you the truth about why Greg doesn't have a right? <laughs> tell now, me, tell me. You might, you might know this, and you might not know this, but I work alongside Greg. Greg, see, I'd say once a fortnight or something he gets the bloody scales out, him and his pals get together and weigh each other and go, I've I've lost two pounds in the last week.
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, wait, a minute, I'm not going to slag Greg off for that because I've been on a wee health kick recently. Oh, today, you're yeah. kidding me! And, and, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't take scales into work. mind you, That's a bit too much. But no, I have my Sunday Sunday morning weigh in,
2: and uh, oh, I lost, no.
1: a, I lost a couple of pounds this week as well. So good lad, John. Good I, lad.
2: See, see these guys, they're all big. Big, big and cocky about all this sort of stuff. See when he's got type 2 diabetes in three years' time. I'll you know, like, be laughing then. Chris I like expect I I'm out. back in
0: the podcast soon. Chris wouldn't do that. He wouldn't <laughs> be able to say, Laurie, no, he's, he's too young to be thinking about that. No, this, I, I feel alienated. I went
1: like, for a curry. I went for a curry on Saturday as well and still managed to lose weight. So, just shows nah, you. I bet and you I'm had but... pl- plain boiled rice, didn't you? No, I just never ate for the rest of the week. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: Right, what about the Scotland-USA game? The big game that, that everyone's looking forward to. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it, this was a sellout with queues down the road, folk trying to get in.
1: It's, it's a mouth
0: tie.
1: Airports at America, I mean, they're like all stilled out there, bringing a big support, obviously. Aye, right. I hear Demarcus Beasley and Bedoya are playing. Aye, I, I'm not even going to it. And you know how much I, I like going to my Scotland games, but a friendly and a Friday night... Nah, you can stick it. Because friendlies are awful. I mean, oh, I used to go to friendlies and see some die. Dial- I mean, I might see us get beat by, I think we get beat by Northern Ireland one time and beat by Hungary and teams that just, oh, it was dreadful. Um, nah, I'll watch it on the TV if it's on. I don't even know if it's on,
0: Sky. Well, you know me, John, I like to do my preparation before the podcast. And of Aye. course I would find out what channel it was on, because that's the kind of thing i do as a host of the podcast. It's definitely what I would do. I would work out that the game's on Sky Sports Mm
2: 2. Sky Sports 2, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Nice tread and water there. I like
1: that. The only game I I noticed it was on, which is on Sky on Friday, is Portugal against Sweden. A game that actually means something.
0: Yep, that could be a good game. A good side's going to have to go out. Aye.
1: But no... I'll watch. I will watch the Scotland game though. But even the squad, it's kind of. I think Strachan's just kinda going for continuity. There's not really any kind of fresh faces in the squad really. Um, so we'll see what happens. It's disappointed Ross McCormack's not in the squad. Top scorer in the championship, and he's for whatever reason, managers don't seem a fan to fancy him for Scotland.
0: Well, don't
2: I said why.
0: in the the last tie that he should have started ahead of Snodgrass, and I
1: stand by that. I think we would have done much better if McCormack had started. I remember though, but my son then sent you, a, a, <laughs> told me, aye, but then you said, I started comic and said Snodgrass, what are you saying now after Snodgrass scored, I think it was that was the equivalent yeah. of a get a get it up you from my son. Uh, it it so, was, aye. it was. But I don't know, Craig Bryson, I think he's in the squad, maybe a week I week not know for Craig Bryson, that would be quite good. Jordan Rhodes, I don't know, Fletcher's back, as in Stephen Fletcher.
0: i Stephen seen Fletcher played at the, the weekend, I don't think he got a, a full game. For
1: Sunderland, but well, they did well against Mad City. They weathered the storm, from what I seen. So we'll, I don't know. We'll see what happens, and then there's obviously we've got a game against Norway as well. But, but Aye, I suppose the BBC's showing
0: it. Norway against Scotland
1: live, and they've got the highlights of the the USA game. Aye, because BBC's got all the. I think they get all the big games now. I think but did they I, did they win the rights to that? I, I don't know. I believe didn't they did really follow that.
0: That's uh, the kind of thing they should be doing. They should be trying to bid for things that maybe aren't. Too attractive because Sky obviously enjoy the, the home rights, but the away rights aren't
1: as attractive, which I don't really understand why. But then I'm I think on TV, I think they try and encourage people to go to the home games, so that's why they try and not have them on normal telly.
0: But Sky seem to pay a premium for that, which is which I, I don't understand. Maybe there's more buzz when it's a home game, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Not sure. Yeah. Right, well, that's us got to the the end of the. Uh, my agenda. so if there's anything else you wanted to discuss, any random WWF chat you want to discuss, John?
1: Uh, it's actually WWE now, I think you'll find, uh, the WWF is for pandas and people like that. <laughs> <laughs> you're
0: right, you're right, but I refuse to call it that. Greg, <laughs> any old school ITV wrestling? Nah,
2: no, I've d- <clears> throat> my throat's a bit sore, I've been, as you know, I've been under weather the last few hours so I'm- uh, I think this podcast has just been a stretch too far for me, and I'm I'm going to go and uh, have a lie done.
0: I've got a confession <laughs> to make.
2: Go. Cool.
0: I'm drinking a can of Cronenberg. It's not Tenants. God. But I do have Killer. a bottle of Tenants Extra. It's a tenants Export. Not Tenants Extra. Tenants oh. Original Export. How come you've got a can of Cronenberg? Where did that come from? Somebody leave it in your house? I decided to branch out a bit and try Gosh. something different. Going Continental? Got all French what? ooh la, la I've got I've got another tweet I've got another tweet from Chris saying I said this is this is different Chris this might be DAFC Chris oh, saying no. don't worry not even this jinx can stop them Firmland pumping energy."
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh he's confident, oh, confident you just you just know that's gonna come back to haunt us don't you <laughs> <laughs> that's good banter he looks a wee bit like Chris Miles.
1: maybe it is Chris Miles. maybe it is
0: undercover right <laughs> right Stopped. I'm going to go and I'm going to enjoy the rest of my Cronenberg and the rest of my tenant's original export
2: <sighs> mm, lovely
0: right and I'll hopefully speak to you both next week and see if we can persuade Chris to make a, a return if he's not playing Miss Python again he sent me a picture <laughs> of it and I was disappointed wasn't it oh,
1: what I'd I hoped? Think, I think we should end on that note definitely <laughs> Uh
0: Right, but thanks for coming on. Thanks for listening.
1: Cheers. See you later.
2: See you after. Bye.